0: Hello everyone, good morning, Loremaster Sotek here with the Great Book of grudges, or Ryan and Nathan, however you'd prefer to have it uh, announced, back with another episode of Lorebeards. Just a brief heads up before we get into the meat of this week's episode, that um, it's going to be a little bit shorter than usual, but there is a reason for it. Uh, which we will talk about at the end of the episode. So stay tuned for more information uh, that comes out um, then. I hope you're all doing well. Nathan, how are you doing this week?
1: Good, good. Uh, Just a quick note to everyone. Fortunately, no webcam on my behalf. Uh, The cat ate it. (laughs) But other than that, uh, pretty good. Been painting a lot. We'll be showcasing those when we do the whole uh, Tale of Two Gamers thing. So, uh, yeah, pretty good. Just painting a lot lately. I'm actually really getting into a, into a really good like, frame. Like, I'm actually getting stuff done. I'm surprised.
0: That's great. I have, I have one unit done. My, my chain rests are not quite finished yet, but I do have a full unit that I'm really excited to show off. Um, but I'm glad that you're feeling in a groove.
1: Yeah, it's it's weird. Normally, like I look at a, a bunch of minis and I'm like, ah, I'll do it tomorrow. But like I've been, I've been getting a lot done. I've been getting a lot done. I'm, I'm actually really really happy because I've built up a lot of stuff. I've just primed a lot of stuff. I got locked out of the house because of it. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's been a weird day.
0: <laughs> so wait, wait, have you been locked out of the house and you nearly electrocuted yourself in the same day? <laughs> Yeah, it's 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 not been a good day for me. Delightful, <laughs> <laughs> delightful. Let's see if we can't turn around some luck. Um, uh, yeah. Um, well, that's good. Uh, things over here have been going well. Been doing a lot of uh Witcher gameplay, and uh, um, been spending a lot of time getting all those uh uploaded. And rendered cause I throw them up on YouTube as well. Uh, because I have a secondary channel, quick shameless plug for myself at Game Master of Sotek, where I upload other non-Warhammer related stuff I've been doing. So been trying to keep up with my streams, and I think we're at man, I think we're at like episode one thirty now or something like that. Nice. Of The Witcher, but super fun game. So mm-hmm. I've been having a good time with it. But uh, I need—I have quite a few tournaments coming up because I've got my Age of Sigmar monthly tournament coming up. I think it's in two weeks, and then I think the week or I think the week after that I leave for Scotland to do the Chaos Rising stuff, and then after I get back, I think I have another week or two before I have my local tournament again, and then after that I have to go to Austin. For the, uh, the big tournament, the GT. Nice. So, um, super, super duper 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 exciting stuff, um, but also exhausting stuff, <laughs> 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 depending on how you look at it. But uh, with that, I think we're ready to um, go into showing off all the models this week for uh, Tale of 2 Gamers. So, nice. um, if anyone wants to follow along, You can hop on the Twitters, where we'll be pulling these up. So first, our first entry that we're going to be looking at is Nathan's, (laughs) which is is his Warriors of Chaos. Because the way my Twitter is pulling up the Lorebeard's hashtag, this is just the first one. T- tell us about your warriors a little bit. I, I you, you got these sweet golden boys.
1: Yeah, so uh, 15 Warriors of Sunash, uh, standard down shields, The obviously the helmets and the banner are actually from the Hellstrider kit. I wanted them to, to look a bit more regimental, and I don't like the look of the Chaos shields. And let's be honest, the Chaos helmets are... They're not really... They don't fit with a the Sunesh theme, whereas here it looks like a legion, doesn't it?
0: Yeah, they look... I was going to say, the, the helmets in particular look really good on these models. Um, yeah. I, I, I hadn't even noticed it was a kit bash until you specifically said it.
1: <laughs> like, uh, it, it was something that I've always wanted to do, just to have a bit of a, a different theme. And the idea is to finish this... Well, this group is done. Uh, the basing just needs work, but then again, my shop at the moment is having trouble bringing in stock, so getting anything into Jib is becoming a bit of a hassle. But for now, it's it's got the basic for battle ready, you know? Um, and I want to do about four more regiments of this, so I can have 15, because it's 15 total. And I want to have uh, four squads of 15, because you never know when you're going to need to use a big amount. The only problem Fair is I'm, think- I'm thinking about the whole sanding down another... Group of shields and that was that was exhausting. That just killed me inside. Uh, but it's a, it's a fun conversion. I think the gold really fits. Uh, I was inspired by a because uh, I searched warriors of chaos uh, sunesh on Google and they had something where they custom made something like a shield and stuff like that. But I'm not really tech savvy with like a three D printer and so on. So I was like, screw it. I'll just sand down the shields. It makes them look more regimental. It's more Talian in a sense with a look. Which it look,
0: I, The shields did turn out very nice.
1: It took a while, and I mostly cut myself a few times with it. But I, <laughs> what, are you, I, what are you using the sand? Uh, I had to use a hobby knife to, to cut off some stuff. Oh because, my god! <laughs> yeah, it, it was ridiculous because um, it's another thing with the stock issue with the local shops. So uh, my my pliers uh, broke. So I was like, well, screw it. I'll use a knife. I was determined to get these done. I'm quite happy with how they look because they're really gold. They're really there. It goes with a look from I think it was like third or fourth edition for um, Sonesh. so I was quite keen on that. The banner itself is pretty. I couldn't get the other stuff to hang on though because it's just it just wouldn't hold. But with it, how it looks, I'm, I'm actually quite content.
0: Well, they did turn out nice. I'm going to send you. I'm going to send you a link for a for the. I I'm assuming you don't have the shaving uh um piece that Games Workshop sells. It's like a it's like a dull knife like you can't cut yourself on it, but it's super good for shaving minis.
1: I have one somewhere. The problem is obviously uh cuz obviously I I just done the move to to oh, get the room yeah, redone. Yeah. So finding anything at the moment is Next to impossible.
0: <laughs> well, well quit, <laughs> quit, quit trying to destroy yourself. This seems to be like a theme for this yeah, week. Yeah, it's, <laughs>
1: it's, just, it's just me at the moment.
0: Um, Alright, so moving on to the next piece is my entry. Uh, so I took a picture of these guys in my display case, but this is my full unit and um, currently my favorite painted unit of Glabry uh, Stalkers. So these guys are, uh, I don't have the opportunity to take them much on the table right now, but I imagine, they're, you know, you never know when rules might get updated or changed and suddenly they'll become more viable. But this is one of the uh, first units um, that was available for the Hunt through the starter kit, plus another um, um, addition. But I'm really happy how these guys turned out. Uh, I, I was testing quite a few techniques on them. Um, so there are some little changes, but the drummer guy in particular turned out stupid good. Um, the pictures I took don't really get a good angle of them, but the thing I really liked about these models is some of them come with a pre-done base, which you could tell because they're the ones that have like the bricks and leaves and roses and stuff on their base. They don't have the, they don't have the, the scrag grass (laughs) that some of the, that, uh, most of my minis do, but, um. I actually found myself pretty fond of those pre-done bases because it I, it just made life easy. <laughs> I didn't have to worry about basing them. Um but of course that's not standard for most minis. Um oh you can type uh if you use the second tab. Oh, someone in chats. What is it, it under advanced search on top of the hashtag? Oh yeah, you're right. Latest. Ah! <laughs> Thank you, chat. Next, uh, we've got a piece here from Rowan the Accused. And what are, a unit of samurai.
1: Yeah, he plays uh, Warhammer Armies project. He's actually one of my mods. Uh, and he's got some uh, samurai. These, I think, are ranks of nine. Two ranks of nine?
0: Army. Yeah, they look absolutely delightful. Mm. Yeah, uh, wow. Those look super, super good. Did he freehand the banners?
1: I think so. Actually, Rowan's in my chat, so maybe he can... Uh... Just uh, say if he did or not, but I believe these are all free. Uh, yeah, yeah, these are all three D printed too. Like he he puts a lot Damn. of effort in his army.
0: They look really good, and the bases also turned out absolutely like snow bases. I have found are really really tricky, um, to pull off to make it look like, I mean, just to make it look good. But the fact that they 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 look like they're standing on like an icy lake or something, mm. with the snow scattered around their feet, it looks really good. He should be super proud of this.
1: Oh, he got these from um, Warlord Games, apparently.
0: Oh, very nice. Well, they they turned cool out—they turned out absolutely marvelous. Yeah, a really, no, really nice All right, and then there's that. All right, then we've got Tactical Sign, a member of uh, my chat who I know is already here today, uh, posting his Ulfenkarn Watcher, uh, the Olfin Watch, which are uh, very similar. To the, uh, the new skeleton minis that you can get as part of the Soul Black Gravelords, and they look- I I love this kit. Like, I love these skeletons. They're so much more interesting and dynamic than the old ones. Um... Especially, the, I like how there's only one skeleton that wears a mask, <laughs> because he's the only one that hasn't lost his. Everyone else has lost their mask apparently, <laughs> and so like he's like the one guy. Great, I think that's the unit champion, but it's like everyone else in the unit is not fully, uh, in full gear anymore. But um, yeah, that turned out really good. Uh, and you, uh, you got a really nice look on the silver uh, metallics. Metallics can be very difficult to apply and also maintain the, um, like, the details beneath. And the other thing I've noticed that he did a really good job at is, man, he did not, at least from what I could see, uh, I do not see any or, yeah, I don't see any, like, incidents where paint has accidentally entered, like, where the, there's transitions between the body parts. There's, like... No overlapping paint, despite the fact these pictures being super up close. Yeah. <laughs> Which is really impressive. Because if you looked at my minis this close, <laughs> you would <laughs> you would see some uh you'd see some stuff. Alright, next up, Hawk Oddly, who I just saw show up uh in chat here over here on Twitch, posted a unit of storm vermin. Nice. Which, I, I'm actually... Uh, man, it's been a while since I've looked at the Storm Vermin kit. They, they're they actually uh, uh, pretty good-looking for how old they are. Oh, yeah, yeah. They, they aged very, very well. Like, their armor looks really good. The only thing about their kit, I would say, that hasn't aged super well is that their halberds are kind of bulky. Mm. But, like, that's... You know, for Skaven, that's honestly not necessarily a bad thing. But, mm. uh, yeah, these have turned out... Uh, you're doing great, dude. Looks like you're getting some really good mileage and... Uh, Getting some really good painting done. The free hand on the banner turned out really nicely. Mm-hmm. And I like your... I like the color scheme you went with, too. Purple, purple yeah. green, and silver is a very, very nice mix. Mm-hmm. Now, the Skaven do need new models. I'm not I'm not changing my opinion on that. <laughs> that's that's not changing anything. Oh, no, no, definitely. I mean, I've got, like, I think about
1: 400 Stormbuttmen? Like, yeah, they, they need a fix-up, especially because they're a bit of a
0: bastard to rank sometimes. And then I think our last entry uh, for this week, because we did show off quite a few entries from last week, so if you're sitting here going like, where's my entry, or um, why is there so few, then uh, you you, you want to check out last week's uh, episode, um, which you can find, of course, on either of our YouTube channels. But our last entry here is from uh, Florian um, Narratio, um, which is his Trogoths. His Rot Gut Trogoths for his, and also his River Trogoths for his uh, troll army, which we've seen um, some other models from his army, but he's got like really colorful trolls. Like mm. they, they are, they are, uh, he's got like rainbow trolls. Um, <laughs> they're looking really good. Um, actually, I think the thing I like the most on these models is their weapons. I don't know what exactly he did for the weapons, but they turned out. They turned out super, super nice. The They're not they're not jade, but that kind of like greenish stone. I almost wonder mm-hmm. if he used a uh, contrast for that. I forgot the entries in the Discord. Oh, okay, well I will go grab those. Um and show them off real quick. But yeah, those turned out super duper nice. Should be very, very proud of those. I think
1: I had one in on the Discord myself, so I'm gonna find out. And to those viewing, yes, we've got Ratfin as the background image today, so I do apologize.
0: You don't need to apologize. They should be happy with what they get.
1: <laughs> well, well, they're still getting me. It's actually fan art of me as a um, as a Skaven. <laughs>
0: yeah, that's even better. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna grab all these. I'm gonna grab these pictures and open them as a link, and then I will post them in the Discord so we can still go through them on both streams. That'll that'll be the. Okay, I think it's just. Oh nope nope, there's a couple more. I've got one myself. Just shit. Uh. uh I
1: want to... I've got one in the Discord. Uh. Okay. If it decides to freaking open today, it's just not my day.
0: <laughs> You're all right,
1: dude.
0: All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna start posting the, the chat. Then once I've got them all posted, you've got yours posted. Go through. Okay, yeah, you've got some stuff. Uh, it's just the one. Okay, just gonna throw stuff in chat, and then we'll just go down the list. Hope everyone had a good week. Uh, Everyone's hanging in there.
1: Oh, that's fucking great.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Almost there. (laughs) Three more pictures. Okay. I think that one's actually a work in progress, but that's, it's nice looking. Okay. So, I will just add this guy to the list I have. We'll put him in the order that we've got. Okay. So, starting from the top. We've got uh Is we've it got, a bloodstoker first? Uh, no, it's a vampire on horseback first. Oh, uh, Isabella's model? Yes. It looks like Isabella's model. Hmm. Um. Or, well, no, I don't, maybe it's Isabella. I don't think Isabella had a horseback model. Uh, But this is a vampire by Davy Jones. Very nice. Little square cavalry base. I don't, I don't know which model kit this is. This is Isabella, isn't it? Um, no, Isabella had a different hairstyle. I'm wondering, I don't know what, it, it's definitely a vampire model based on the armor that she's wearing, but I don't know what kid it is. Really weird. Yeah, but it looks, it's, you doing a good job with it, dude. Keep working at it. Uh, next we've got the blood secretor, uh, by a member in your community. hmm
1: that's quite nice. I like uh, it. It does it have that. No, that's a. That's a. The base itself is customized because I'm not too sure the ca- character actually looks up like that, does it?
0: Uh no, not normally. Uh he definitely uh did something to get the 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 positioning so he's more at a elevated angle.
1: Mm, quite like that.
0: Next up, we've Maybe... got we've got a fairy. Uh, he says an Albion fairy. Also by Davy Jones, cute little mini, mm. Albion fairy. Or you does it look good. I don't know what. Um, I'm not sure what model range this is from, but I like the wing design. Mm. It's it's definitely uh, we you know, we don't actually have good playable fairies in uh, Warhammer. Like you have Spites as a part of like Wood Elf design, but they don't really have like. Model, well, I get yeah, they show up on the wood elf models, they're like little dudes. Mm. All right, next up, Ty Blaine sent in a unit of Sisters of Battle. These are nice, got yeah, a couple angles on them. These turned out really, really well. They I, I love look sisters, really good. Yeah, they, they have a really nice design. Um, yeah. the the sisters look really, really good. So this is a really good-looking unit, and also I think he's giving us a nice tutorial on the best way to take pictures of models, which is probably just to get like a white, I mean, this looks like it's just a white piece of paper bent, and then you just take a picture with a light source, and it actually looks really nice. (laughs) So maybe I'll try and do this for next time. These are the new cars, aren't they? Yeah, these are the plastic ones. Yeah, these definitely look new. Mm, Uh, So cool. Next up, uh, we've got some uh, Night in Flames. It's got a unit of Zongors. These um, are really cool. Which these look really, really nice. Uh, I don't think I've ever seen Zongors up close before. <laughs> um, I haven't played anybody that uses them. Um, and uh, I love that the unit champion's got like the Galrox thing going on, where he's got like another head ripping out of his first one. It's made he's out. Got, of, uh, made all muscly. And it's got extra eyes and stuff.
1: He's gone for like a, a pretty realistic approach because normally they're quite blue skinned. These, these are really really cool. Like uh, that that's a kit bash, isn't it? For the banner.
0: Is it? Uh, let's see. He he's in chat. Um, um, If these are um are are these purely as they are out of the kit, or did you did you do some kit bashing for this? that's a great banner yeah it is that's a really badass banner like not only does it look good but it's got a perfect uh perfect shank to impale it in someone Mm. (laughs) um are those zongors yes these are zongors from age of sigmar i think yeah he said there's no kit bashing this is just the kit oh that's a great kit (laughs) that is a
1: great kit that is a fantastic looking banner damn
0: yeah um I know it's not going to happen, but I do really wish we would get these guys in Little War. They're just oh, yeah. spectacular. I, I hope Definitely. whatever we do get looks good, but, I mean, these guys are just fantastic.
1: I got a little worried, though, because uh, have you seen the uh, the newest... Uh, do you know that mobile game, uh, Chaos Conquest, which is still focused on Warhammer Fantasy?
0: Uh, Yes, but let's save that for after Tale of Two Gamers. We're almost there. Yeah. Alright, and then... Um, Near the end here, uh, we've got a picture of uh, some Blood Knights. I think this is uh, also by Davy Jones. Um, these are
1: the old school metal ones. Aren't yeah, they?
0: these these are definitely the. Yeah, these are super old school actually. So these aren't even the older resin ones. These are the ones even before that. Uh, so some lovely major classic minis going on here. Uh, so good for you having these still available to play if you ever get robbed you can chuck them at or someone ever tries to stick you up you can chuck them at the person doing it and stun them with a blow to the head (laughs) Mm. (laughs) with these heavy ass models and And then last we've got a work in progress troglodon which is Mm. turning out super duper nicely coming along well looks like um maybe these are um Contrast? I can't, I haven't gotten to the point where I can tell if it's contrast or regular yet. I think it's really thinned down
1: contrast, because I've been using a lot of contrast lately. Um, it's just making things so much freaking easier. But I think so, yeah, because that looks like uh, athematic Blue on the scales.
0: Yeah, all right. So thank you, everyone, for submitting your units over last week and this week. We actually had a ton of entries. So thank you all very, 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 very much. We really appreciate it. Um, Nathan, what should be the theme for next time? Right. So
1: we've done, we've done a character, we've done battle line. Yep. Uh, How about we go for something, uh, so obviously in Warhammer Fantasy, we used to say something on a, on a monster base. So anything above a 40 millimeter base, it can okay. be a single unit, it can be a, a squad or whatever, but it has to be a monster theme.
0: Okay, so um, it'll once again, it'll be two weeks. So it's not due next week. It's due the week after next week. Um, we are doing monsters. So bust out your monsters or anything monstrous. So, it could be a big monster, or it could be, like, a unit of monstrous infantry, unit of monstrous cavalry, or if your army, for whatever reason, doesn't have that, you know, you can always submit whatever. But, uh, the theme for next week will be monsters. So, uh, hopefully, uh, people will join in on that. I actually think I know exactly what mini I'm gonna do for it, because I've been thinking about painting it, but mm. I'll, I'll let that, I'll let that be a secret. Do Mournfangs count? Yes, Mornfangs would count. Those are monstrous. Yeah. Um...
1: I'm thinking either my Demon Prince of Sinesh or maybe my Chaos Spawn, which I'm using the um, Slangos from Age of Sigmar because they just look so pretty.
0: Oh, well, if we're revealing what we're going to do, uh, I'm going to do, I think I'm going to do my Mourn Goal. Hmm. Uh, I've, yeah, I've got a big old fat uh, Mourn Goal of, uh, for my night Nighthaunt, which I don't think his rules are very good right now, but he's, he's, he's definitely playable. I just don't think he's optimal.
1: I've seen that um, recently. I saw uh, Mengel Miniatures. He he posted he's got free in his army at the moment.
0: I think I may have seen those on the Nighthaunt uh, Discord. Uh, Nighthaunt community Discord. Someone's been 3D printing and messing around with the uh, um, Total War Warhammer designs. Nice. Uh, and to anyone that is listening or um, wants to join in on Tale of Two Gamers for the first time, uh, it's very simple. The uh, easiest way to submit, uh, the preferred way is to get on Twitter and type in hashtag lorebeards and then whatever you want after that, and then attach the images to that tweet, and that'll make it super easy for us to find it in two weeks time. Or if you want, and you if you just don't have a Twitter account, you can always go to our individual Discords. I'm going to be opening up a new channel after today um or after the live stream today that's going to be specifically for Lord uh tale of two gamer entries uh if you're uh, wanting to do that just to make it easier
1: and the best thing you can do if you're in my discord is just let me know on the day because uh, believe me you have no idea what i've had to deal with like 10 minutes before actually coming onto this this
0: <laughs> so... <laughs> everything was on fire and almost uh, almost <laughs> All right. So real quick, before we go into the next thing actually on the schedule, what was, what were you talking about earlier with the, oh, yeah. the mobile game?
1: So obviously they're still rooted in Warhammer Fantasy. Uh, I want to send you the pictures. And what happened is that they released some art regarding Slangors, Korgors, Pestigors, and uh, what were the Zinchquans called? Uh, Zongors. Zongors. And it is Warhammer Fantasy, so we're gonna get that and then we're gonna put them on screen. Oh, those are interesting. Uh I don't like the um I don't like the fucking slam gore. It's ugly.
0: <laughs> well, the good news is we already know they're not using these because um we we have the the cornator in uh Total War. Mm. Which these guys are clearly using an actual corn gore.
1: I think it's probably that they're going to try... Um, I've got it on screen now, guys. Um, that's the Slangor. This is the Zangor. Uh, this is the Gore
0: And this is the Pestigor. I actually like so, the Pestigor a lot. The Pestigor is oh, yeah. great.
1: It, it looks just like the original model. You remember those old Pestigors?
0: Uh, you mean the, the old kit bashes from the White Dwarf?
1: No, no, the old uh, legitimate
0: models. I don't, I don't even remember there being a playable... Or uh, purchasable Pestigore.
1: Yeah, uh, they made them uh, made to order recently too. Well, like last year. But um, they, they look great. I, I've actually, I ended up buying, I had a few kits. Uh, and then when they made it made for order, I bought like a few more kits because uh, they were just really stylized. The, um, there were two generations for the named Gores. Uh, the first generation had everyone. And then the second generation, for some reason, only had... Congos and Pestigos. Well, I think that we'll eventually get this as like a, a DLC or
0: something. Maybe I mean I don't I don't think they're bad designs to be honest.
1: The Slango is just ugly as shit, man.
0: <laughs> I mean, he's not. I wouldn't say he's pretty by any means, but I mean, he does he does give off slimeshy vibes to me. So it's just the the, ve- <laughs> the veil feels like overkill. But... Yeah, that
1: that's literally. That's what worried me. Like everything else is fine, but why put a fucking veil over a goat? You know?
0: Because <laughs> they're getting married. That's why. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, the overall design is cool. Like you can see, like the shoulder pad is nice, and they've got the breastplate there. Everything is really really cool, but it's just it's it's way too much. Yeah, I don't like the uh, the the zangor. The zangor,
0: yeah. The zangor, I also felt was really really tame. Um, like Mm. he has some interesting fur patterns but it's way too subdued like if i'm if i'm gonna have zongors on the table i want everything to be crazy and wild
1: yeah beaks and all yeah i
0: need yeah that's the thing is i want like if you're if you're like the the pestigore looks like it's actually mutated the other three Mm. don't look mutated they just look like they're regular gores that are they look like they're gores that are wearing equipment saying i serve this god but that's boring it should be they should be heavily mutated
1: yeah, no, definitely. I mean, uh, I'll try to find some of my pesticles so I can send you pictures because they they are gorgeous models. They were originally... Yeah, I think all, both iterations of them were metal, though I think the first round of all of them, which wouldn't look like these models, were Bled, so yeah, it was a long, long, long
0: time ago. Oh, the good old lead minis. Aye. All right. Um, so next up uh, on the docket, uh, and this we're not going to talk a super long time about, because I'm sure we've both talked it to death on our individual channels is the, the Cathay roster reveal. So, uh, of course, for anyone that's been living under a rock, um, <laughs> Cathay's, uh, official roster for the start of Total War Warhammer three has been revealed. Um, in all of its, uh, uh, glory. So Nathan, what, do, what are your, what, how do you feel about it a few days after the announcement?
1: So, uh, the roster itself is quite big. Uh, Personal thoughts, which I got flamed from, uh, flamed for in my video, is I just don't like the helmets too much. Though I did love the Lord Magistrates one. That one looked fucking cool. Um,
0: <laughs> you got flamed? <laughs> there, were, yeah. there, were, there were riots in the comment section.
1: <laughs> yeah, you know, it was literally like, it's like, oh yeah, the, the roster looks really cool, but I don't like this helmet. I don't like that helmet. I don't like that helmet. And this guy, this comment was basically he's like, are you just going to bitch about helmets? It's like, well, it's just the characters. Like the units themselves have nice helmets. It's just... Them I, bit oh, I,
0: oh, I'm sorry. I I thought you uh, I thought you came for my opinion, which is why you're watching this video. <laughs> I didn't realize that we were here for your opinion.
1: <laughs> I I was telling everyone it's like, look, we're all gonna have like uh, differences of opinions when it comes to uh the units and stuff like that. Like I said, like the uh, what was it? Uh, let me just scroll down here. The um, I really like the look of the uh. God, I'm losing it. The Celestial Dragon Guard, like they look fucking awesome and I'm going to enjoy painting them if they ever come out as minis.
0: Oh yeah, there well, there's no way Games Workshop is not putting these all as minis. There's no yeah. way. Like considering considering they're like, "Hey, you have to stamp Warhammer Community on any of these pictures."
1: <laughs> yeah. It is so cool like uh the look themselves is really nice. The Astromancer looks like a diplomat in a sense. Uh like you can tell a lot of love has been put into the into the roster reveal uh one thing i was really curious about and maybe maybe you can answer this for me because i'm I'm really blanked out why does Zhao Ming look like he's joined the black metal band
0: because i don't know maybe because he works in a forge a lot so he's got like like his fingers are really darkened so yeah i'm wondering if he had like i mean that could just be like his dragon claws or something but I would I would imagine it has to do with the fact that he's being the Iron Dragon. His whole thing seems to be around forge, like forge yeah. smithing and stuff. So maybe he's got like suit or ash all over him.
1: It's it's weird because it's like he he's mid transformation maybe,
0: maybe and it could be they're trying to like stylistically make him stand out more from, um, Miao Ying. So have mm. it where her face is whiter and his is. Like, he's got more dark stuff going on. Oh, yeah, it's, yeah, that's another good point, Chad. He's also an alchemist. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if it's, like, Burns or just that he's got, like, suit and stuff all over him.
1: Yeah, <clears throat> I like it. Like, uh, it, it's different. Again, not keen on the helmet,
0: but... Um... <laughs> well, I like the helmet, so if you want to unsubscribe from him and come over here... No. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's just weird, like... Other than that, like, come on, like, if you scroll down to like the blood, uh, dragon blood, they look freaking cool, right? Like, that is regal. It's kind. Of, it was expected of that unit, though, because it's like someone had to bring in some sort of dragonborn
0: into the Warhammer series. Yeah. Oh, well, I'll I'll say, uh, I'm pleasantly surprised with Cathay's roster. I, I I don't mean to keep shitting on them. I really don't. But it's like one of the only comparisons we have to draw right now. I'm really much more excited for Cathay's roster than I am for Kislev's roster in that I I feel like Cathay has captured a much more core ideology, whereas Kislev missed out on all of that Ungol stuff um, in favor of, um, uh, it, it was weird, it feels like Kislev has a more fantastical roster than Cathay does which is super weird <laughs> considering yeah. that Cathay is way more um fantastical. Um than grounded grim dark like Cathay- Kislev is probably like the most grim dark kingdom of humans we have in fantasy. Um but um and, and like I like we've talked about before, I don't want to get super into it. Hopefully that's a DLC type thing. But um yeah, I I mean I really like how Cathay's turning out uh, I think it's going to take eh, it, it's it's down to between them and Nurgle for me I think for a first playthrough after seeing their roster mm-hmm.
1: I, I, I'm still I, I still find it a bit tough when it comes to human factions uh, maybe that's just me uh, but it is I, no <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't get into human factions as much like don't get me wrong uh, like I really like Kislev I, I like Cafe and so on but I'm more interested in seeing, say, Sinesh or Nurgle. Um, demons are just... Demons are just cool. Demons are just super, super cool. They're edgy and it's... Uh, why would I want to play a human if I am a human in a sense? You know what I mean?
0: Oh, no, I know I know exactly what you mean. I, I hmm. think I think for me, just like the, the lineup races for Warhammer 3, de- demons to me aren't quite as exciting as some of the other fantasy races. Um... I'm just, oh yeah, I keep forgetting about Ogres. Yeah, Ogres is going to be hard to resist. That's going to be super hard to resist. But, uh, (laughs) Professor Pome, when do we get Lubu DLC? You already got the Lubu DLC. It was the Tarek's DLC. So shut up and sit down. (laughs) You already got it.
1: (laughs) I'm still waiting for them to bring in Neferata with uh, Sao mechanics from Free Kingdoms. Because if that doesn't happen, I'm going to, like, complain constantly.
0: Nathan, you say that like that's not already what we do.
1: <laughs> oh no, like really, really complain. Like just we're, we're just
0: professional complainers. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: it, it's just have you played that, um have you played Sao Cao since uh, since No, DL? I
0: never did. I only I only played the Dong. Oh dude, that DLC is
1: so freaking good. Like the, the mechanic is you, the moment you start it up, you'll think that's Neferata, for sure. Like a hundred percent.
0: Yeah. Um, I'll check that out at some point. Uh, but yeah, I overall I I think the Cathay roster reveal went super well. Um, mm. they definitely the there's definitely room to grow with Cathay. Um, mm. but it's not nearly as over the top as I thought it had. It definitely had the potential to be, like they could have come swinging in with like all the magical creatures everywhere, and instead it's like a very grounded human faction that has. Like literally, I mean, they only have like two mystical units that are not characters, uh, being the the Great Longma Riders and the uh, Terracotta Sentinel. Everything else is like people.
1: Now that you mention it, one slight complaint: no temple dogs.
0: Ah, uh, I'm. I think that's going to be a DLC thing.
1: Yeah, it's just, you know, like they were one of the only units from cafe in the tabletop from way back in the day it's like it would have been nice to bring the temple dog in
0: i mean it would have been nice to start scaven with clan scryer but <laughs> you know that was a dlc a damn good one i might add
1: <laughs> well if they would have been uh like base game they would have sucked because i mean look at my boy's pestilence man no no fucking great pox rat no <laughs> no no Dude, nothing
0: right? i i Listen, I'm not trying to give anybody hope for this. I'm just I'm just throwing in a fun anecdote, which is that I uh when I was in uh one of the times I was in England for Ever Chosen Stuff, I, I've s I I, was at a pub with um uh Rich, uh who's like the head of the content team, and I was like, so when's my when's my clan pestilence DLC? Like <laughs> Where where's my cauldron of a thousand poxes? <laughs> my great Pox rats and stuff. It's just so disappointing that every
1: clan has gotten love, except for the actual one that has caused so much shit throughout the history of the Skaven.
0: Yeah, they've started every civil war. Yeah. Um, it's like,
1: why? <laughs>
0: which is which is pretty impressive, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, so um, I think that's pretty good on that. If, if you want to get like our super deep down thoughts um, on all of the Cathay stuff, we both have videos on it. I'm sure we're going to be talking about it a lot more to come in the future. So you can go check out either of our channels to get more information on that. So I don't think we need to beat that to death. Um, um, unless you got any last thoughts on it, but I, I think, I think we're good to move on. Yeah, I think we're good. All right. So, uh, next thing up on the, uh, docket to talk about, uh, I think Nathan did a video about this. I have not covered it on my channel yet, but, uh, the cubicle seven, who are the creators behind uh, Warhammer Fantasy Roleplay 4th Edition, uh, have made a super exciting announcement, uh, which is that uh, they they like to put out, essentially, teasers of content that they are working on to come out in the future, and one of the things they revealed is that they're doing a Dogs of War expansion! And Uh. not only is it dogs of war but it's my version that i like of the dogs of war where it's araby and the southern realms all slapped together into one book <laughs> the way they've it should actually, be
1: they've done some new stuff too it seems
0: yeah so uh uh i know you did a video on it uh what what are your what are your what are your thoughts and the things you've checked out on it so uh
1: from what i've seen and they've added ooh, okay they've they've added some more stuff um it's cool. Like, the Araby stuff was beautiful. Uh, a lot of people know that I've been a long-time campaigner for, for Araby. Anytime I'm in the Total War Discord, it's always believe in the sun emoji because that's the, that's the theme. Uh, I like it. Who's <laughs> <It's> the sun? <laughs> like, I, I got told off by, uh, by, by someone once because it was just too much. <laughs> but, like, the, the Araby art is, is just gorgeous, right? Like, that is uh, the yellow, blue, and gold aesthetic. With the dark elf head, I want to say on the side.
0: I am trying to find it, so I can pull up the image now. They've been they've been spamming their upcoming Salsamon release. Which I am looking forward to reading. I'll find it. <laughs> Just keep uh, talking about give, stuff.
1: <laughs> give me one sec. Uh, they 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 post a lot, don't
0: they? They they post a lot, but like yeah, because Champions of Death is about to come out, so they've been. They've been spamming. There you go. You should have it. Oh, there it is. There it is. Okay, I see it. So, this, yeah, this is the, yeah, that's definitely a dark elf head, which makes perfect sense. Mm
1: -hmm. So, it is great. Like, this is a, um, we, we more or less had a Araby design for the horse riders when we had, obviously, um, Al-Mukhtar and his desert dogs, but it wasn't very um, fleshed out. Plus, I, I believe they used to they used to dress in whites, didn't
0: they? The desert dogs. Uh, I, I don't know. <laughs> what? They're making a card game? Oh, no. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, card no. <laughs> oh, no. This is bad news. Oh, God my wallet oh god (laughs) it's
1: uh it's a lot of stuff coming out (laughs) they're releasing what
0: (laughs) (laughs) oh this is bad (laughs) this is really bad
1: and they've got a map of the empire that you can purchase too which oh god that's a very small image
0: uh yes i i think this is just a map of um this is a map of Oh no! That's the entire empire. You're right. I I own the physical map of Reichland they released, which is fantastic. Well, I guess I'm going to be mm. buying this too. Um, God, they've been doing so much good shit lately. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I I am very very excited to see them touch on um the the dogs of war and araby because let's let's be honest, like nobody that's official is willing to admit it, but you and I both know that this is very this very easily could be indicating things going on internally within oh. Games Workshop as far as Warhammer the Old World and as far as what Total War Warhammer may be allowed to or even be pressured by Games Workshop to do and release. Yeah. And we both know and like it should not be a secret to our communities that me and Nathan would literally sell our souls to have the Southern Realms. With, or mm-hmm. the Dogs of War. I, I I gotta start calling them Dogs of War because I think that would be the best name. But uh, having the Dogs of War as a playable race would be mm. just amazing.
1: Well, the thing is, like uh, we we we've been seeing a lot of this because obviously uh, anything that C- Cubicle Seven ha- uh, does has to be go has to go through Games Workshop, right? Like they write new law and it needs to be approved, even if it's a separate Universal Timeline or whatever the hell people want to call it. It still needs to be approved by the powers that be then obviously this week we had some really tasty news regarding the border princes didn't we so
0: yeah um but before we go into that uh which we should go into that uh real quick i do also want to make a note because this is something that i've said on a prior lorebeards podcast and i've been meaning to correct myself and i keep forgetting but i remember now which is that um i actually wanted to correct something i said which is that I stated in a prior uh, podcast that one of the things I did not like about Warhammer Fantasy Roleplay 4th Edition was that it was based on different lore, um, that it was based on like 1st um, Edition Warhammer Fantasy Roleplay instead of um, 8th Edition, which is, or 8th Edition Tabletop, which is uh, what Total War is based on in my preference, personally. Um, and I actually wanted to issue a correction because it turns out that they did that on purpose the warhammer fantasy roleplay fourth edition starts with the older lore so it starts with um characters that are from the first edition roleplay it starts with uh, the provinces being slightly different it starts with there being a lot of strange mysteries about Karl franz about there being a different grand theogenist instead of Volkmar the grim and a bunch of other stuff like that. Well, it turns out if you've been playing the 4th edition uh campaign series, which is the Empire and Ruin, which they've been showing off because uh they're actually coming to the end of the Empire and Ruin series because now they're selling it as uh or the Empire in Ruin is the final volume of the Enemy Within. The Enemy Within is basically the 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 entire storyline. Um and uh Turns out, if you've been following the storyline by playing through it as the books have come out, which I have not because I thought it wasn't something I'd be interested in. Turns out I'm stupid and I'm wrong. Is that the entire point of The Enemy Within, which is a five-part series of RPGs that are all connected. So it's like a giant sweeping storyline you're you're able to play through with your friends. The entire thing if you play through it gets you from the first edition warhammer fantasy rpg to eighth edition so by the end of the storyline you end up with the grand Theogenist being killed and he's replaced by and his, the person that's uh, elected to take his place who plays a major part i think in book five is volkmar the grim and turns out that uh carl franz is uh, i think it's that he's been poisoned um, by, uh, there's a cult of Zinch that's very heavily trying to, uh, kill, assassinate Karl Franz and do all this stuff. So it turns out Karl Franz is a badass hero. He's just been poisoned and he's been sick. And because he's been sick, his attendants have been hiding him away from the public. And that's why all these weird rumors have been starting. And it's up to the party to not only discover this plot, but to save the emperor. And there's all this stuff going on with like Golmaraz, and there's a big, uh, greater demon involved and... It, like, all the provinces are shifting, so they're, and right, and if you start with the roleplay, it starts with, like, Nordland not being a province, because originally the province is, um, uh, the province is, um, it's Minland, Minheim, and Ripeland, but by the very end of the series, um, Nordland ends up becoming its own province, uh in exchange for uh because uh, because there's something happens that leads to that and we end up with the electric counts that we know and love so like marius leekdorf takes over averheim and theodric gosser takes over nordland and all that stuff so it ends up in eighth edition so Mm. for anyone like me that's been kind of like looking down your nose at it or avoiding buying them or checking it out Um, because you're like, oh, this is based on super-duper old stuff, that's totally not correct. Uh, And you should start checking it out. That was good. Sorry, that was really long-winded. No, no,
1: no. no. You need to... You need To make sure that people are aware that, yeah, sometimes we can be wrong and stuff like that, and we weren't really aware of this too much. To be honest, I didn't play much Warhammer Fantasy roleplay, though I live in a population of 30,000, so it's like very hard to find people who are interested in. Yeah, I guess gotta,
0: gotta get an online group.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you gotta find an online
0: group. Um, all right, so uh, do you want to talk uh, real quick about the border print stuff from Games Workshop?
1: Yep, uh, let me just find. Yeah, here we go. The article. Okay, so this is really important, guys, because um, a Warhammer the Old World article came out this week, um, which is something that a lot of us weren't expecting. In all honesty, I was expecting more Cathay and stuff, weren't you?
0: And uh, then... uh, yes, I was, I was expecting Cathay news.
1: And then... We got an update to the one of the most beautiful maps I've ever seen in my Dude, life. Dude,
0: I can't wait for them to release a physical copy of this map. I'm going to buy oh, the God shit damn. out of it.
1: Yeah, like, damn. So, why is this exciting? Well, they've already decided to start fleshing out the lore of the Border Princes, which is something that we expected, but not just yet. Mainly because the Border Princes, uh, if you're not too used to Warhammer Fantasy lore, but you're used to more like Warhammer 40k... The Border Princes existed purely to allow you to give fluff to an army that wasn't part of something else. So, um, very much like 40k has the two missing legions, this is an area where you can make an imperial army, but they're not part of the empire. A Bretonian army, which doesn't follow the lady, maybe. A Kislevite army, which, you know, is far away from home. This is the outer outlaw area right it's, it's it's a place of fuckery in essentially
0: oh yeah well it's the place where people go that have been um disgraced or banished or they're like criminals and murderers and so like they're they they have enough money to set up somewhere else and cause all sorts of problems and we have a lot of
1: really cool shit here obviously the thing that struck out to me more was it looks like they're moving the Bloodkeep.
0: So I don't I don't know what the thing going on there with Harkin is, uh, which is I assume what you're referencing. Like I'm wondering if that's one of their brothers as opposed to being Wallach. I mean it could be Wallach, but I think by this point in the timeline, I think Wallach is supposed to be at. I can't remember when he gets pushed out of Bloodkeep the first time. Um, I think he might. I think this might be where he retreats to after he gets pushed out of Bloodkeep at the end of the Vampire Wars. Because they, while it gets pushed out of Bloodkeep twice, the first time is after, during or after the Vampire Wars, and I think the second time is um, during the reign of Karl Franz. So because Karl Franz uh, fights uh, fights them um, and nearly gets killed, but Orion saves his ass. So I'm I'm thinking that. Um, Uh, I'm thinking that this, that maybe is Wallach but maybe where he retreated to uh, after they were defeated at Bloodkeep.
1: It's, it's a weird thing because uh, it just, it it threw everyone off. And I'll be honest, it threw me off too, because it's like, well, this is, uh, this is something very strange. Because obviously now they're showing a lot more with the world map. Well, what little
0: bit that the forest of gloom is like Yeah. <laughs> like I'm used to that just being like a giant blob.
1: Yeah. That is incredible. The, the the thing that strikes me here, right? So obviously, uh one thing that people need to know is that is likely a G, not a B. So Baston has not been moved. It's just Gaston.
0: So no I, I don't know. One. Sorry. <laughs>
1: Uh, so yeah because a lot of people got worried thinking that was a bee.
0: Yeah, no. Uh, no yeah, I don't think it, nothing no physical place nor faction has been moved um mm. that we're aware of looking at this map. And plus it it's of course worth noting that this is 200 years before the, the world we're used to. So there yeah. may be notable things shifted around, but like ah, uh, it's so cool. Like they even included the random Tomb King guy from Warhammer Fantasy Roleplay first edition, I think. Uh Karatamun's Tomb, which is to the right. It's south of the Tower of Shadows in the World's Edge Mountains. It's to the right of the Pontien faction. Um mm. that's that's a that's a s that's a supplement they released for um which is hilarious. Like it like it's it's a super old supplement. Like it's so old that if you try and read it now. It, it like, you're like, that's a really weird. Like, that doesn't make any sense for a Tomb King because it's like that level of old. Um,
1: yeah.
0: I think the Tomb kings referred to as like a white <laughs> back then. Um, because I think, I don't even know if like the Tomb Kings were a standalone faction or if that was more during their undead days. But, uh, that's a really cool reference. Um, but of course, we've got like the Tomb King symbol in the bottom of the Dragonback Mountains. Um, there's tons of, uh, uh, there's the beast stones, so we've got actual herd stones for the beastmen being shown on the map which is really exciting um it, it's just looking super like i cannot wait for this map to be finished um uh, i cannot I wait two hints for the future yeah so if if we look to
1: um if we look to the bottom uh the, the bottom left we have an estallion and tillian name which has its own style of heraldry because as you can see most of the heraldry when you link it up to everything else has a very similar style so like the kislev one at the bottom looks like the kislev ones at the top in terms of shape the bretonian ones have the same one in terms of shape the imperial one yeah the the shield yeah the 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 shield
0: the shields for the heraldry every depending on your race you get a different style
1: yeah. So we have two <clears throat> different shield shapes here. One is clearly a stallion, and the other one is clearly uh Talion. So this might mean that we will have... Because uh, I'm not expecting Dogs of War to be a playable sub-faction. Uh, sorry, their own faction. I'm expecting them to be a sub-faction, a supplement, very much like the Vampire Coast, where you kitbash and you make up your own army.
0: I don't know, man. Like, with, with Kislev being fully playable... Um... And like Cathay coming out and stuff, I I don't know if I can be shocked anymore if they were to co- like Estalia and Telea are big enough they could be their own books. Yeah, like the I Border
1: w- Princes, I don't think so.
0: No, the, and I think they tried to make that clear in the article that yeah. the Border Princes is not a playable race. It's it's it is a it is a place that you could basically it's it's a sandbox that they yeah. literally said in the article it's always been intended to be a sandbox that's why literally every single human race and vampires <laughs> are sitting here slapping each other around. Mm. All right, but, but yeah, we, super exciting. We, news.
1: See, we we will definitely see a playable Astalia and Celia as maybe their own factions, which would be cool. Though this is the thing. If we go back to the big map, right? Um how it works in law cuz obviously we know where like most of the stuff is. Like for example, Talia is right next to the Border Princes, Astalia is right next to that. Uh, obviously, in the middle we have uh, Scavenblight. God, I completely forgot Scavenblight. Though, on the side, you know, like in the Warhammer 2 map where Tobaro is, uh, yeah. Toba- Tobaro is supposed to be Astal- uh, no, uh, T- Tobaro is supposed to be Tilean unless that gets drastically changed, or else Astalia is going to be a small-ass country.
0: Uh, we'll just have to wait and see. Um, mm. t- Tobaro's always been kind of a weird place because I mean it gets like blown up multiple times, <laughs> so we're, we'll just—it's kind of like the Uber rank of Estalia, mm. <laughs> where it's just getting s- constantly stomped.
1: I have noticed though that they have made Estalia bigger.
0: Well, it's—it's it's probably like the, I would not at all be surprised to see them having gone back and uh readdressed some of the sizes. ...of the nations because it looks like they're trying to be really uh, nitty-gritty about it. And a lot of the prior maps, like, are not (laughs) nitty-gritty. They're very, like, just focused on a particular thing... ...and then everything else around it isn't too worried about. Like, if you really look at this map, like, Norska is a much more appropriate size... ...than it tends to be on most maps. Um, Norska tends to look a lot larger um, on many maps. And I think that's due to, like, when they do, like, a global display... Norsco almost seems to get like stretched out a little bit, yeah. Um, but um, yeah, it's all looking really exciting. I hope I hope we get vampire counts soon because having that big blank space in the middle of the map bothers me. <laughs> I'm, ready, oh, yeah. I'm ready for them to fill that in.
1: There is a lot of weird blank spaces. I mean, if we look at it, uh, they've obviously made Norsk bigger, though, because we know we're getting Norse dwarfs. I mean, if we sc- if we zoom in and see one of the original I- images, it actually says Norse dwarfs. Yeah, I, I would area. say it's
0: more filled in, but I actually think the act- like the full land mass in comparison to the Empire is smaller than it used to be. Mm. But, um, but, you know, we'll keep an eye on that. Well, I'm expecting, we'll, we'll, you know, we'll probably be expecting more news on that probably in three to six months
1: oh definitely definitely like they're kind of slow with those updates which uh i get it they're trying to tease but like some people are saying it's like oh why didn't they fill in this in it's It's like yeah because they're trying to be slow yeah
0: let 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 anyone who's complaining about uh um the reveal schedule for total war warhammer 3 go sit down in the warhammer the old world section (laughs) you you will see misery the likes of which you have never experienced Like, you you guys get an update every now
1: and then. Like, every so so far, what? Like, every Tuesday we've been having something, more or less? Like, that's cool, and that's amazing, and people have been complaining because, yeah, I understand that you want gameplay and stuff like that. We Warhammer the Old World fans, it's been two years since the announcement. It'll
0: get here when it gets here, okay? (laughs) Yeah, that's literally
1: what happens. Like, GW are so quiet about things. It's not just that. It's It's like, come on, throw us a bone. Like, yeah, someone's just said it. Yeah, it's like, drip feed agony. It's like, ours is worse. The tabletop guys, we have it worse, believe yeah. me. This has been three months in the waiting. We've had, what, three articles in a very short amount of time, and then they're going to go radio silent again.
0: Yeah, well, it's like, well, the complaint about Cathay hasn't even been that, oh, they're not saying anything. It's that, oh, they're not saying what I want to hear <laughs> no. in the three weeks we've been talking about it. It's like, sh- shut up. <laughs> just Just sit down and be quiet. But anyway, anyway, before I get us into trouble, let's move on. <laughs> so, um, I, for once, the last thing, well, not the last thing we're doing today, but the last uh, full segment is our Who Would Win. Can't forget our Who Would Win. So, uh, for today, uh, I actually had this recommended in both the Who Would Win arena uh, and on Twitter, and I think also live. Uh, there are uh, at least a couple of people who seem to really want this fight. So, we're going to do it which we've got Karl Franz the emperor of the empire of Sigmar's empire and prince of Altdorf versus Altharian the Grim the hero of Yvrus and uh who defeated Grom the Ponch. so um real quick to just kind of give a good um Feel slash lineup for the uh, the matchup here. We'll start with old Franzi. So Carl Franz who has appeared uh, and who would wins back in the day uh, for my channel. But obviously uh, that would only be if you've uh, watched those specific things. So Carl Franz comes into the battle uh, with a couple of fancy little pieces of gear. The big thing that he has uh, offering him defensiveness is that he has the silver seal, which the silver seal is uh, not only a symbol uh, to help represent uh, the princes of uh, Reichland or Altdorf and the electric Count of Reichland, but offers him a ton of protection. Uh, the silver seal is extremely resistant to magic and protects its bearer from uh, almost all forms of magic. It's it's very very solid. In addition to that, it also provides them with, uh, you know, kind of Another that traditional barrier. Oh, I forgot to turn my host. alerts off. <laughs> um, it turns off the. Uh, it uh, provides a barrier, just like you would expect from uh, many ward save items. So, kind of wards off danger and uh, protects from many sources of threat. Then, of course, he wields Galmeraz the big boy, the big hammer, the, the, the hunk a hunk of whole mighty of melee weapons, but he is only just a man, uh, so while he does wield it with efficient skill and power, um, you know, he's not, like, Karl Franz is a skilled combatant, but he's by no means, like, the biggest, baddest boss, uh, when it comes to, um melee engagements so he kind of relies on galmaraz to pick up the slack there a little bit and he comes into battle uh he has full plate armor uh which is nice to have it's not a magical set of armor uh but it is made of gromero which does make it uh, pretty damn tanky and he'll be coming into battle on deathclaw his a uh, special named mount and the one that he almost always comes into battle on which uh deathclaw is a large imperial griffin and he uh, is pretty skilled in combat after a, a lifetime of fighting alongside carl franz um well not a full griffin lifetime but Karl franz's lifetime because uh, carl franz actually raised him from a bob a babe and uh yeah that's kind of what he's bringing to the table meanwhile on the opposite in the opposite corner uh we've got eltharian the grim which Altharion the Grim is also a griffin rider. He comes in on Stormwing. And Stormwing versus uh, Deathclaw is kind of the traditional matchup of the Imperial griffin versus the Elven griffin, which is that Stormwing is much faster and more agile than Deathclaw is, but Deathclaw is much bigger uh, and hits harder. So you've got to got that to keep in mind. And then Altharion the Grim comes in as a very skilled elven prince. Uh, He is a very, very skilled hand-to-hand combatant. Um, He, of course, is an elf, so he is more fragile than uh, most opponents that show up in the Who Would Win series. Uh, To help protect him, he does have the Helm of Yvris. Which the helm of Yveris, uh, as a sign of his station uh, as one of the la- uh, the major princes of that um, kingdom within Ulthuan, it not only helps provide him with more armor, which he wears heavy armor in addition to his helmet, but it also provides a barrier that helps protect him and Stormwing, his uh, griffin, from all forms of damage. So it makes it helps provide warding to kind of throw off people's attacks or turn aside uh, arrows and missile fire um uh, potentially at the last second he then has the talisman of hoeth which not only uh provides him with some magic resistance so it protects him from enemy spells though only a little bit it kind of just makes it easier for him to dispel them but it also provides him with the ability to cast magic um the grim uh, is actually able to cast and uh technically total War warhammer lies to us uh eltharion the grim does not have the ability in the lore to cast on the lore of high magic he's actually only able to use lores from the battle magics but they did that as a good compromise i think to make him stand out from teclas because teclas is supposed to be the great wizard and he has like a spell from different lores whereas eltharion is is supposed to do the same gimmick uh well eltharion is supposed to pick one battle lore but i think to try and make him stand out and be kind of interesting they gave him the lore of high magic as kind of a gimme um so, for this battle, why don't we go ahead and follow suit, um, and we'll toss him the lore of high magic, uh, though he's not a very skilled wizard. Altharian, Altharion's a decent wizard, but he's by no means great. Um, and then last, he's got the Fang Sword, which the Fang Sword, um, not only, uh, makes, uh, Altharian hit substantially harder, it is a very, very powerful enchanted blade but it also slices through all forms of non-magical armor as if they're not even there. Because so Altharian can slice through armor with ease and his weapon allows him to hit um, harder even than Stormwing. So though that's the matchup. What uh I'm going to go ahead and get the poll started, but what are your what are your starting thoughts, Nathan?
1: It is tough. Um the problem is that Altharian isn't really a character that, uh, that I'd rate much, especially against someone as beefy as uh, Carl Franz. Because what a lot of people think is Carl's like a standard human, but he's actually really big for a human, like du- dudes' hench, right? Oh uh, yeah, he's maybe... strong. He's he,
0: he's got a he's got some good muscles to him. He's got a big swing.
1: Yeah, and people seem to like in lore, especially earlier lore, they likened him to having like no skin blood because the guy is. Is actually fairly large when compared to standard humans, so the guy knows how to pack a punch. Um, Obviously, the Griffin, when it comes to Battle of Griffins, probably Stormwing would beat Deathclaw, but it really depends. I don't know, I don't know. It is a very tough one.
0: Yeah. So um, and something, something specific I, I, I think is worth pointing out uh, that didn't occur to me until kind of looking at their profiles here is that it is worth noting that the Helm of Yvris protects both Eltharion and Stormwing, though it is not as powerful of a ward as the Silver Seal, but the Silver Seal only protects France. So um, Stormwing does have th- that kind of magical barrier to help to def- protect him, While, as Deathclaw does not. So that is worth noting if you're thinking about kind of the Griffin versus Griffin part of the matchup.
1: I don't know. I don't know. It's, uh... It is tough. It is tough. Because... Hmm.
0: It it, it is an interesting series of trade-offs. Like, Altharion the Grim has a longbow... I don't know if it, I don't think it'd really help him much. Like maybe he could, maybe if he got lucky, he is a very, very skilled archer. Maybe he could land a good shot on Deathclaw, but uh, I doubt it. To be honest, with them flying around each other, but yeah. uh, like Altharian is a much more skilled combatant than Karl Franz. Uh, like he he has much more skill when it comes to parrying and landing blows, but Karl Franz has Gulmirez. So he only needs to land one hit on Altharian to just absolutely wreck his shit. <laughs> like if Karl Franz lands a blow with Mraz, um, Altharian's he's he's dead. He's super dead. Um, mm-hmm. But Altharian, it, it it comes. I think it kind of comes down to: do, Would you think that Altharian's um, superior speed and skill uh, would be enough to trump Franz's kind of uh, pure? Death blow using Golmaraz. Because that 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 is Carl Franz's win scenario, I think, uh, to be completely frank, is Gallmaraz. Um, if he can land a hit with Gallmarz against Stormwing or Altharion, it's pretty much game over. Um, like that would instantly cripple whoever it hit. Whereas Deathclaw, Deathclaw's a big boy, uh, and he could take a good number of uh hits from both Stormwing and Altharian before he's severely injured. Um and uh, if Stormwing got into a big Tussle with De- Deathclaw Deathclaw would have an excellent Stormwing would have trouble If they got into a big fight Stormwing would definitely need to be trying to keep uh, Deathclaw At a kind of an arm's reach uh, To prevent Deathclaw From just completely overpowering him
1: mm. But yeah I don't I know don't it's know. tricky I might have to go with uh, Franz to be honest Like out of the two I'd say, um, while Elves had this natural thing about, like, obviously being able to uh, be more agile and so on, it just feels like it would be constant fighting until both Griffins would wear out at the very least. And if it's down to foot, just one slap with a hammer. One slap.
0: Yeah, that's true. Um... I think I think for me uh, I think I'm gonna stick with what I've been doing, which I think makes things fun. I'm gonna go the contrarian opinion. Opinion. I'm gonna go with Altharian. Um, though my reasoning for it uh, to explain for anyone curious will be that I think Altharian Altharian's magic is nowhere near good enough to touch Franz or Deathclaw. It's just not gonna happen. He's not gonna be able to use that magic to um, to hurt or kill Franz. But what he can do with his magic is buff himself. Uh, he can mm-hmm. use the magic to increase his own powers uh, and to make himself an even deadlier combatant. And the Fang sword would be more than capable of slicing through Franz's armor like it's not even there. So the only thing Franz would have defending him uh, defending himself from attacks would be his natural skill in combat uh, and the silver the silver seal, which is not to be underestimated. But I think because Altharin is so much more skilled and is so much faster than Franz, I think he would actually have a reasonable opportunity of pulling what he did against Blacktooth, the the green skinned shaman, where he like Stormwing is notably faster than Deathclaw and would have a command of how they engage because he is much he's faster. He's just he's smaller, but he's quicker. And I think he would be able to go in for that uh, lancing stab or a decapitation strike. And if he could land one good hit on Franz uh, by chopping his head off or impaling him through the chest or something, Franz is tough, but he's still just a man. Uh, oh. You know, we kind of saw that in his fight with Wallach Harkin. Granted, he was not wielding Raz when he fought Wallach Harkin. Uh, but um, if, if he gets stabbed, he, he has a bad time.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, well, it, it depends, too, because, like, obviously, Galmaraz is a contributing factor because we know that it makes the uh, the wielder stronger, uh, faster, and stuff like that. Someone here is like, oh, Amazon not a fast weapon. It's like, you don't tend to have to be. Take, keep in mind that Galmaraz took out Nagash once.
0: Yeah, like, yeah Galmaraz... Gal the Galmaraz's thing is that for how damn big it is, um, like, it's a pretty hefty hammer because it's it looks... Like, you can wield it in one hand, but it's definitely preferred to wield it with two, which is why anyone who's ever wielded Galvarez never takes a shield. It's because they're, uh, with the exception, I think Valton did. No, maybe he didn't. I don't remember if Valton did or not. But, uh... uh, generally they tend to wield it with two hands, because it's a big old hammer. And, um, it, like, it's able to be wielded very, very quickly, despite its speed. Uh, but it would be nowhere near as fast as Altharion would be wielding, um fangsword like that wouldn't even be a contest but um uh it, but I, I i do think it would come down to a joust type scenario i think it would literally be like a terrifying flying joust where you'd have fangsword licking out at franz trying to kill him and gaul swinging at either stormwing or eltharion because to, to, if like i think it would just come down to whoever managed to if Altharian could land at least a series of good blows or one good lance with the fang Sword to kill Franz, I think he wins immediately. Because if it's just Deathclaw, Deathclaw is not going to win. Um, but if Franz lands a single hit against anything with Galmaraz, he wins. So it's it's it's, it's, it's good. I I I but I I think you can, I think it's more than fair to go for either side. It is a it is a mm. damn close matchup. Is very, very weird. Uh, my chat uh, with the poll ended up actually 53% in favor of Althara and the Grim, So very, very close. Very close. Uh, mine is... It's... Oh, wow. It's 50-50. All right. Well, then we know it was a good matchup. hmm So, uh, man, I, and I hope we get more art from Rodrigo about that. Rod... Rod... It's not Rodrigo. It's Rod... Never mind. I'm going to stop before I hurt myself. <laughs> he knows. We love you. Our, our, uh, our, our wonderful fan artist. Let me check. Yeah. He's uh, watching his stuff. Yeah, it's Rodrigo. Rod- oh, no. I- okay, it is just Rodrigo. Okay, for some reason, my brain was like, no, no, it's not that. It's something slightly different. No, it is Rodrigo. Good. I should have trusted myself. Yeah, I've been, I've been adoring his fan art. Anyone in chat that has not gone on Twitter and checked out Rodrigo Pereira's um, art he make he's literally done art every single week of lorebeards showing the the who would win matchups and they are hysterical mm-hmm. um so uh, we, we love that
1: before we go uh it turns out the gw have just posted their sunday preview do you want to quickly go over that
0: uh is there anything interesting <laughs>
1: uh, so we've got the harold deep box with all the fixins and it actually looks like a really nice box, actually, so it's quite good.
0: Um, oh, oh, the new, uh, the, yeah, the Hair deep box is coming out, too. Ooh, I might yeah. get that.
1: Yeah, let's put on the display. So, uh, guys, if you're not aware, every Sunday GW posts a lot of stuff of what's coming the following week. Um, and there's a few things coming this week, it seems. So we've got a new edition, well, a new season, isn't it, of Warhammer yes. Underworlds. Yeah,
0: it's a new season of Warhammer Underworlds. So it's a new starter set. So if you've never played the game before and you're, like, thinking of getting into it, which it's a damn fun game, um, this this is what you would almost assuredly want to buy. If you've never played before. If you have played before, um, they will usually release, like, a side expansion you can get instead.
1: So we've got, uh, there's a unit of Stormcast which are following... The
0: old style stormcast? Uh, no, these are the new. These are the new style. All um, oh, right. Yeah, they're the new style. You can tell because of the bow and that they're a lot skinnier. Um, oh yeah, they've
1: got different animals on the.
0: Um, yeah, they have a they have a ether wing. Uh, I think I'm pretty sure that's an ether wing. They've got uh one of the new archers. They got a big hammer boy, and they've got the warden with the lantern and sword, which the warden actually turned out really good looking. That's uh, pretty cool. Like normally, I'm not a huge fan of Stormcast by any means, but I do like this Underworld Warband. They do look pretty good, to be honest. Uh, I mean, the 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 thing
1: most people are going to be excited about is the uh Cruel Boys because there's a new Hobgoblin
0: there. Well, Hobgrot. Uh, yes. Is- so uh, the Cruel Boys who come with two goblins, two orcs, and a Hobgrot or a a uh, Age of Sigmar Hobgoblin. Uh, which the Hobgoblin is literally ripped straight from the sneaky Stabas of the old Hobgoblin minis. He's even got the hat, or the cowl, um, which is pretty fantastic. Uh, and man, those are some nasty looking weapons on all these guys. Like <laughs> They've got some scary ass looking weapons. They're man they've catch- got
1: a, a Skaven thing catcher, isn't it?
0: Yeah, the, I think it's just a man catcher for them. But uh, yeah, they got a man catcher and they've got like a, a ball and chain guy just waiting to snap it onto somebody and a barbed whip on the dude with the head cage. That guy's giving me hardcore Bloodborne vibes. The the warband leader with the head cage. That uh, spear
1: prodder thing is...
0: Yeah, no, thank you. <laughs> no, thank you. Not want to get shanked by that. Uh, then we've got uh, Warhammer 40k DLC <laughs> with the Octarius syst- uh, system. Oh God! Oh, it's Tyranid stuff. Just give us the bloody Codex. Yeah, there's been a there's been a lot of interesting comments about the the war zones, but this is part one, which is about Tyranids and orcs and stuff. And they've got Tyranids all over the art. Uh, it's got new dice for the Ordo oh, I'm sorry. Xenos.
1: I, I thought the fucking Octarius thing was that's the main setting for fucking Kill Team. Why are they taking Nids in there too?
0: Cause, well, because like, the whole big thing with Octarius is uh, is that it's like where that idiot who is like the, a equipment got like the Tyrians yeah. and the Orcs to fight each other endlessly and apparently it's like about to spill out or something. Ah, uh, jeez. But yes, that uh... is also where Kill Team's taking place because I guess I guess Octarius is just so hot right now. I guess.
1: I mean, it's, it's fine and it looks like there's going to be crusade missions for the Tyranids, which again awesome, but um, it's, it's just give us the codexes. A lot of us are suffering at the moment. My Tau specifically are suffering.
0: look <laughs> really yeah. uh, uh, nice. And then we got a we got new Sons of Horus stuff for Forge World. These are fucking cool. Lots of new books. Ooh, they're releasing new grass. Uh which may sound stupid if you're not someone that uh is into uh making or if you're not into model work, but uh that's nice looking grass.
1: <laughs> yeah, look, they acknowledge that the the Mordian stuff. That's cool. That's uh, good.
0: Then there is a Sisters of Battle Marvel comic issue two coming out. Looks oh, like they're fighting f- Tyranids.
1: I am so fed up of uh, like, I, I get it that they're trying to uh, push themselves everywhere, but like release your main stuff before you start doing your side stuff. Yep.
0: All right. Um, that's going to oh, be look. pretty much everything. They've um, got
1: a battle report for Warhammer Plus. Beast core Raiders versus Stormcast Eternals. That's
0: cool. Great. So for yeah. people who want to check that out, feel free to check that. Out. All right. Yeah. That's going to be it. Um. Four, four beards, except we have one. We have, we have a, we have a, uh, one last thing. Yeah. So all we're going to say, all we're going to say is that you will really want to be checking out me and Nathan's YouTube channels or wherever you listen to the pod. If you listen to the podcast, it'll also be in the regular podcast space tomorrow at 8 a.m. CST. Two. What is that? 2 p.m. BST. Uh, right. Let me check. <laughs> yeah. No, that's right. That's right. So 8 a.m. Central Standard Time, 2 p.m. British Standard Time. Either Nathan's channel, Great Book of Grudges, or my channel, Master of Sotek. You will want to be there. That's all yeah. we can say. Yeah. It's it's, it's something that
1: uh is very exciting for both myself and Ryan uh like we we were definitely like really hyped up to record this
0: yeah so uh we hope we'll see y'all there uh and that's that's all we could say so uh thank you all so much for watching uh and uh um and uh that's it any closing thoughts or uh anything from you uh Not too much, Uh, just a quick note
1: obviously guys, Uh, remember that we'll be starting battle reports in exactly I want to say four weeks, because that will be the first week of November, so uh, the the stuff has been shown off for, um, like I've already prepared the army, Uh, a lot of the stuff I'm painting at the moment for Taylor Two Gamers is going to be part of that battle report army too, because I figured, why not with the first army I've painted in a long time so that's going to be really, really fun. Um, and other than that, there's some really, really cool stuff. I've got something a little bit of a surprise in terms of battle reports. Hopefully, going to happen in November too. So you guys are going to be really excited about that. I'll tell you after we've uh, we've gone offline. And yeah, just have a great weekend. Guys. Well, what's after it? And I, I, I need a like. I, I need to have something because I had a nasty electrical shock right before we
0: started this, and i have kind yeah, of dying. Yeah, us go. <laughs> go cover that up or remove it or and then and then don't go buy a new webcam all right we'll see you guys later um i I don't have anything um so uh we'll see you guys later thanks so much for watching Bye bye